2 liters a day, that's how much water every adult should drink. But in most parts of the world, access to clean water is not a given, and it certainly does not float from everyone's kitchen tap. Such luxuries are taken for granted by most Europeans, and many of us even refuse to drink tap water at all. But choosing bottled mineral water comes at an environmental cost. It doesn't seem right that our perfectly portable water is mainly used for flushing toilets and cleaning clothes or cars, while in other parts of the world, children are dying of thirst. Are the safety concerns of some European consumers justified, or should we feel confident about the quality of tap water across the EU? Euronet Plus member stations in Bulgaria, Germany and Poland have looked into the quality of drinking water in their countries. How pure is it? Can we be sure what we are putting in our glass and, by extension, in our bodies? And how can we keep our water resources clean for future generations? The World Health Organization has established global standards and guidelines on water quality. The World Health Organization promotes access to safe water, which is crucial not only for public health, but also for stimulating economic growth and helping to reduce poverty. To improve the quality and image of tap water and thus encourage its use, Brussels has revised its rules. Its new legislation includes stricter water quality standards and measures to deal with new pollutants, including, for the first time, limits on microplastics and so-called hormone toxins, such as plasticizers. There's also an emphasis on prevention through systematic testing of the entire water cycle, from source to distribution. That is all well and good on paper, but how well are these rules actually being implemented in the different EU countries? In Poland, tap water does not have a great image, and there's much confusion about its quality. Yet, what is the reality? My colleagues at Polski Radio spoke to Michael Kazumi, co-instigator of the I Drink Tap Water campaign. He explained that there is a degree of confusion of, over the distinction between wastewater and tap water. We have a problem in Poland with a lot of confusion over terms and people not really knowing the difference between the water from the Vistula River and the water that comes out of their taps. What is the difference between the raw material and the end product? And we are often asked whether there are drugs in the water, for example. Because somewhere in the UK, they test wastewater to see how many drugs and medicines people are taking. And based on that testing, they determine the per capita consumption or the trend in consumption. Someone mistranslated the article and people in Poland now think that there are drugs or medicines in their tap water. But this is not the case. The water taken from the Vistula may be more or less polluted, but this really only causes problems for our waterworks, because they have to treat it more. Clara Ram, who cooperates with the Chamber of Commerce of Polish Waterworks, clarifies why it is definitely safe to drink from the tap. Indeed, legal requirements and huge investments which have been made in many places mean that the water in the tap is really safe and healthy. In fact, if all poles turn on a tap from the public waterworks, the water will be safe. There are isolated incidents which are of course monitored by the health inspectorates and by the companies too. But these are not serious or significant on a national scale. Sometimes you might hear something on the radio or read something that suggests that our tap water is toxic. But firstly, it usually turns out not to have been toxic after all. 
And secondly, these cases are really a tiny minority. But Ram admits that the deteriorating quality of the natural environment makes it more challenging for public authorities to ensure water quality, which is why it is so important to focus on preventive measures. Indeed, there is pollution, and not only with microplastics. Unfortunately, we know very little about these microplastics, and it is difficult to say with any certainty what impact they might have on human health. There is still a lot of research needed on this subject, but we are certainly seeing a deterioration in the quality of the natural environment, including the quality of water resources. New hazardous substances are constantly being added to water resources. For example, there is talk of pharmaceuticals. In other words, these are derivatives of various medicines that we take and that we release into the sewage system, and then they circulate in the environment. There is a lot of talk about industry-related pollution, but also about acid-forming substances that come from households. These are substances that are unfortunately found in many household products and are extremely persistent and extremely mobile. In fact, they can already be found everywhere, in the Arctic, in living organisms, and unfortunately also in human beings. We are also seeing increasing quantities of these pollutants, which means not only that water quality has to be monitored, but also that we have to fight to prevent these substances from getting into the environment. These are mechanisms that are simply known as checks at source. In other words, we must not allow the water to be contaminated with such substances in the first place. In theory, of course, this is simple, but in practice, it is not. The situation in Bulgaria is somewhat concerning. A study by the Association of Active Consumers shows that in almost 40% of the water samples from urban fountains in almost half of the cities included in the study, the drinking water contains one or more contaminants, says Bogomil Nikolov, president of the Association of Active Consumers. In lowland cities, where water is extracted from underground sources, we often came across high level of nitrates. The reason for this is the fertilizers used in agriculture, which reach water sources through groundwater. The other thing that made a strong impression on us was that in many of the samples there was an elevated chlorine content. This is the downside of disinfection. Professor Peter Kalinkov, an expert in natural water treatment and a long-time lecturer at Sofia's University of Architecture, points out that according to the European Directive, Bulgaria will also have to improve the quality of its drinking water. Which is difficult to achieve given the current state of the water treatment plants. This will apply to areas that use surface water mainly through treatment plants that treat water from reservoirs. This means special attention needs to be paid while a plant is in operation and additional measures taken to increase the efficiency of water treatment in all treatment plants. Sophia will therefore have to work hard to meet European quality standards. But this is no bad thing, explains Miklena Antonova, program officer at Greenpeace Bulgaria, as climate change means that good water resource management will be very important in years to come. In practice, we do not use our resources sustainably. 
When there is not enough rainfall, we immediately feel the lack of water because it is used for many different economic sectors, such as energy, agriculture and industry. We will increasingly experience problems with water quality and availability. It is very important to think about alternatives to some economic activities that use vast amounts of water. And the priority should really be on people. One potential way to increase the amount of drinking water is to tap the ocean, if you pardon the pun. There is a company in Bulgaria that operates in this field. Balin Balinov, an energy expert at Greenpeace Bulgaria, helps BNR's Radoslav Chishev to better understand the benefits and drawbacks of this option. The transformation of salt water into drinking water definitely requires a certain amount of electricity, and it matters where this comes from. Of course, in the best-case scenario, it comes from the sun. I very much hope that only people in really remote areas will need to desalinate their water, while other people who can still count on fresh water will continue to protect our water resources, so we will not have to desalinate water in other areas. I believe this could work. We end our quick tour of Europe with German broadcaster AMS. Journalist Dagmar Selle has discovered that in her country, drinking water is the most strictly controlled foodstuff. In fact, more than 99% of German drinking water is problem-free. Despite this, Germans are snubbing tap water for bottled water, which is far worse for the environment. Indeed, the climate impact of Germany's bottled mineral water is almost 600 times that of tap water. In addition, due to the recent spate of hot and dry summers, drinking water suppliers have experienced regional bottlenecks. Tristan Jorde, an environmental expert at the Consumer Advice Center in Germany, explains why tap water is much more climate-friendly than bottled mineral water, whether the latter is packaged in plastic or glass. Nun, das Mineralwasser kommt aus irgendeinem Brunnen, meistens von weit weg, wird gefördert. Mineral water comes from a standpipe a long way away, gets extracted and bottled and is brought to our supermarkets by trucks that have to travel thousands of miles by road. And after all this, we still have to lock these heavy water bottles from the supermarket. For this reason, we should be 100% on tap water. But then the mineral water industry says, oh, well, you know, you might have already heard, but there are chemicals and dangerous substances in the tap water. You had better buy our mineral water. The truth is that, yes, those chemicals exist, but not where there is drinking water. EU legislative reform is a step in the right direction, but we consumers need to realize that access to clean, fresh water cannot be taken for granted and therefore learn to protect our water resources. As you have just heard, you can help in this process simply by turning on the tap instead of buying a bottle. Tune in next time for a look at the right to repair.